Hello, everyone. Welcome back to In the Mind of a Conspiracy Theorist. And I am that conspiracy theorist, your host. We're going to talk about the Nazis. And we're going to talk about Antarctica, the Flat Earth Theory. And could the Nazis still be down there? So, I hope you're doing really well. I hope you're having a good day today. Taking it easy. Not doing too much. Not over-exerting your brain with all the pixels they come from your TV that is sitting there putting in subject or subliminal messages, especially in the news. If you ever take a look at how people act after watching the news, you can definitely see the MK Ultra is all around there. But hey, that's not what the topic is tonight. Tonight, the topic is dealing with the Nazis in Antarctica. Now, for those of you that didn't know this, there is actually an Antarctica Treaty. Now, the Antarctica Treaty was also was signed on December 1959, the agreement signed by 12 nations in which the Antarctica continue was, uh, was made to make sure that it was for science research and uh, pretty much just, 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 just do studies and find out why the penguins are down there. But what if there was something that was deeper? What if there was something that history hasn't forgotten but history and the ones that write history fail to acknowledge and that would be dealing with the nazis it is a known fact that the nazis did have secret space programs and that they had secret things and the viral viral society was their their way of looking for the Aryan race. The simplest story behind this is where uh, the Nazi base hidden in Antarctica and that some Nazis held out there for years after the war. Most extreme theories claim that the Nazis encountered alien life or at least alien technology in Antarctica and this prompted them to set out. Now this is what you're your war history online tells you, but the pictures speak a thousand words. It is clearly shown that the Nazis had gone down to Antarctica. It is a known fact that a hundred U-boats were never found. It was also a fact that some of the top scientists that did not come to America through Operation Paperclip disappeared. It's not by they were not deceased. They just simply disappeared. Recently, what has rocked historians is the fact that they finally tested the skull of Hitler that was supposedly left over by Hitler from him committing suicide. But yet there have been talks about him making it down to Brazil and other areas in South America as he was making his trek to Antarctica. Now, when the test came back, it was a female skull. So did Hitler not actually commit suicide? And if Hitler didn't commit suicide, did he make his trek all the way down to Antarctica because he had actually did and found the one thing that he had been looking for or the Nazi regime the Third Reich had been looking for, and that was the Aryan race. There is evidence that dealt with this Aryan race that the swastika 
which was also known as the sign of peace. It was also known in many cultures around the world. You should take a look and type in just in your Google search and say the swastika. It was it ever found by any other ancient people. And you find out that it was. Now, this ancient people, this ancient race were white-skinned, blonde hair or red-haired, blue-eyed or green-eyed humans. They were called the Ubermen. Essentially, they were Superman or Supermen. And the uh, Nazis believed that they their had lineage that was directly ties to the Aryan race. Matter of fact, to be able to be uh, able to be in the armed services, you had to have a certificate that proved genetically that you were of the Aryan race to be a Nazi. Let that sink in for a second. They also had what I called baby-making chambers where they would find as close to the pure blood that they thought the RNH negative blood, they would actually have women, and they would do this for free, to be cattle so that they could bring in the next thousand years of the Third Reich. These people had an ideology in which was so based off of the, the the ancient past, what ancient aliens will tell you is the Anunnaki, or aliens came down, and all these races and all these cultures around the world, <clears throat> me being a First Nation person, we we have what's known as the, the star people. And there was and there's some in their legends where the star people came down and took the daughters up with them and they carried the star child in their belly. Which for me, doing my research and going back to the Hebrew and the Greek and the Latin and finding out that the Nephilim, the fallen, is exactly what that is entailing. It is telling us that there was this incursion. And if you go by the Judeo-Christian narrative of it, which I do because I look at the ancient texts and they all line up exactly with the biblical narrative that there was a race a, a beings that came down in the Middle East around Mount Hermon copulated with the daughters of men and then all of a sudden this this genetic anomaly is what it is called a genetic anomaly it says that it's a mutation and this mutation in our DNA past is the red-haired blonde hair, Caucasian, light-skinned people. Now, that doesn't mean that every white person you meet is a friggin' Nephilim. That don't, or if you have RH, RH negative blood, that doesn't mean that your your soul's gonna go to hell because of it. I've, I've heard some of those things. As a Christian, it tells us that because of Jesus, this was the reason why the Jewish God, which is my God, Yehovah, Yohevahe, why he told his people to be separate from the Gentile, the Gentile nations. 
and that they were not supposed to mix their seed with the Gentile nations because the Gentile nations were known in the ancient past to be Josephus, a historian, even goes into detail about this, that the Grecian gods and that the uh, Gentile are actually descendants of the fallen angels. The Watchers is what they were known as and talked about in the book of Enoch and the book of Jasher and the book of Jubilees. I had a, a privilege uh, back in uh, the early 2000s to be able to speed, sit down and actually be in front of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And the ones that I wanted to see was Isaiah and I also wanted to see the book of Enoch and I wanted to see the book of Giants which I did. And the story that unfolds and it tells is a story in which if you listen to it, it's just like calling dragons in the ancient past what we now call dinosaurs. It's just changed the name. And it's confused a lot of people because people think angels, they've been told by the Catholic Church that angels are just spiritual beings. They don't have a physical form. Yes, yes they do. There's many times you see in the ancient text that it says, even when Abraham went out and met the ones, he knew they were special and they even ate his food. They, they ate together and they looked like a man. So it tells you right there you've got this outside foreign entity coming into this plane, into this reality with physical bodies but is able to move through dimensions. And the scripture talks about this from Jacob's Ladder to the book of Revelation, completely talking about portals opening. People's hearts will fill them in the fear of the end times because of the days of Noah. And when you take a look at that, you recognize that the days of Noah says all flesh was corrupted. There was an incursion. If you want to call it aliens, call it aliens. Because that's exactly what it is. These alien beings came from their first estate, came from their heavenly abode, which means they were above the firmament, above us, came down among us. God, the gods came down among man. You see this throughout all the history of the ancient past. And that they copulated with the daughters of men and they created offspring which was known as the Nephilim. Now, fast forward all these ancient texts to World War II, you've got the Nazis searching diligently for all these ancient artifacts. Anything that could have ties. And the one thing they found that you could thank the deep state for is telling you that the Nazi symbol is evil. The Nazis took it to fly as a banner to sit there and say, we are of the Aryan race. And we know our ties are to the Aryan race because this symbol represents the Aryan race. Anytime in the ancient past when the Aryan race was mixed into another culture, that symbol pops up. At the same time, technology increases in those areas, in those villages or kingdoms, 
if you will. And the ones that really opened the door up for the Aryan race to come in, those nations became technology superior than the other tribes around them. The only difference was is that the Israelites did not have any type of technology except for the Ark of the Covenant. And that for some reason, this nomadic tribe of sheep herders, nomads, going to the promised land was overpowering every nation and every culture that was superior in technology to the Israelites, to the true Israelites, not the ones that say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the genuine, real uh, Israelites. Jews deals with Judea. Israel is supposed to be the northern and southern kingdoms united. Israel, the Hebrews, I'm referring to them. I'm not referring to the Jews of today. I can get into a whole other podcast on that later on. But anytime they went against the Aryan race, they went against what we also know as the Mighty Ones or the Nephilim, you've probably heard. And they were wiping them out. I mean, just and it, and to the to those nations, they were in awe. They 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 to the point that they became fearful. And as they became fearful, they fled, and they left. Now, one other trace that you saw with the Aryan race when they showed up with their ability to catapult a civilization to be technology superior to the outside tribes, the other trait that you could see where they went, the land is now deserts. So whatever they were doing, the Israelite God, Jehovah, told the Israelites, don't take anything. Don't spare any man, woman, or child, or even the cattle. Burn it all, he said. Purge it by fire. Because whatever was, whatever they had, whatever the technology, whatever it did, it corrupted the ones that came in contact to it. So then we get to World War II where you have the Nazis are searching diligently for the Aryan race. They're looking for the Uberman, what we also know as Superman. And so when they were looking and searching and trying to find, they saw this common symbol, the swastika. And this was being in all these different cultures. And all the cultures that had the swastika at one time were militarily, well, technology was more superior than any other kingdoms around them. And so they started to, with Aleister Crowley and all those other people trying to pierce past the veil, trying to speak to the ones that have been imprisoned in the pit and been in prison because of their transgressions, because of what they did. You have 
Not only this, but you're seeing that this that, that all of a sudden the Nazis are really not having any problem taking over Europe. It's either you bend to their will or you submit to their will or you 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 know there's going to be there's no way around it. I mean, it was even to the point where Great Britain was the only one. I mean, even Russia was in some ways quivering by the sheer volume of power that came from the Nazis and that they came out of a big loss during World War One. Their economy was completely destroyed, but yet all of a sudden these spiritualists saying we, we, we didn't give honor to our forefathers, which goes back into the thing of uh, gener- uh, worshiping your ancestors. It's one of the reasons why they got really along with Japan, because Japan saw this, and the Tibetans saw that this is what the Germans were doing, so they understood that the Germans had a understanding of ancestor worship and why it was important to them to do ancestor worship. It wasn't just because they one day woke up and said, you know what, I think I'm going to worship my ancestors that died. No, in the ancient past, it was talked about that the archons, the ones that were uh, the children or descendants of the fallen or the Anunnaki or whatever you want to call them, the aliens, if you want to, sat there and was able to pass down their knowledge to the elect, to the ones from their ancestors, it was, and it was being passed down. And sometimes you hear it as uh, oral tradition, but this was something else. In the ancient text, it tells it that it actually was physically downloaded into the individual's brain. The one that had been opened up, his pineal gland, the third eye, all this knowledge, all this stuff, would be put into this person and this is where we get shamans and witch doctors and stuff like this um, because they're talking to the spirits they're talking to their ancestors and when you have this uh, they're looking at the, the the spiritual world and are looking at the ancestors to gain the ancient knowledge so the Nazis were on to something and their technology Guys, we're so, so far superior than ours that when you really look at it, you realize the Nazis didn't ever sign a uh, a treaty. Japan did. But the Nazis, I mean, that was the reason why the Jews were able to go after all these Nazis that did stuff at the concentration camps because of war crimes but at the same time was able to you know knock these people off because there was no treaty that was being acknowledged by the UN and so at this the Nazis were free reign so a lot of all of a sudden you have this thing where they're trying to find all these ancient treasures did they know that the Nazis had found and collected and they're like, where did it all go? Where did all this wealth, where did all this stuff just go? 
And then you find out that 100 U-boats weren't accounted for. And that you found out that the higher, higher, higher elites within the Nazi regime, including Hitler, had escaped. They caught wind of what was happening, and they went to Antarctica. And when they went to Antarctica, I believe they found a remnant of the Aryan race. Because here's the thing why I say I believe they did. I believe that they finally pieced all the puzzles together, kind of like you saw with uh, Indiana Jones and the uh, Temple, not the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the, uh, the last, what was it? Yeah, Ark. Ark of the Covenant, yeah, where the, my brain can't work right now with Indiana Jones and movies, I don't know why. Ark of the Covenant, where he goes and the Nazis are trying to get the Ark and they're trying to do this. I think the Nazis did find ancient technology. I think they found this remnant of ancient technology. And I think they were using it and they knew where the remnant, because what you see is that all of a sudden there is like this big push of them running from Joshua or from the Israelites because they're getting wiped out. They are getting completely obliterated. And there's evidence now through uh, Brian Forster and L.A. Marzulli which have done DNA tests on these elongated skulls that point out that these elongated skulls are from the Middle East. So it proves that the, the, the remnant of the Nephilim, the remnant of the Anunnaki, or the remnant, not the Anunnaki, excuse me, the, uh, the Aryan race, the serpent race, the reptilians, moved and went to South Africa. I think they didn't all agree on where they were going to go next. And so you have some that go up into uh, North America, and you have things that go up to the Aztecs and the Mayas, and they say they didn't build those pyramids. They were there. They were created by the gods, the ones before them. I think there's truth in it. I think each and every time, even in my culture where they said we did not make these burial mounds, these gigantic burial mounds, we didn't do this, but yet... You know, someone that's in uh, an academia sits there and says, "Oh, it's the, the 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 Native Americans. They they made those those, and that that's why we have the serpent and all this others." No, it's dealing with the serpent race, the ancient serpent, the old dragon. That that lineage made its way here. And then from here, it was an easy hop, skip, and a jump to go to Antarctica. Because let's just be honest, you never think that a snake would go where it's cold. Because reptiles are cold-blooded, and they wouldn't like the ice cold. It would freeze them up. But why there were hot springs? What if there was an ancient text that the U.S. government went after because... Saddam Hussein was going to release to the world this knowledge about Gilgamesh, Nimrod, and the true Babylonian Empire. And next thing you know, America has the towers come crashing down, and then they put a wage war on Terra, and then all of a sudden we're in, they're invading Iraq. Around the time that Saddam Hussein was going to bring it out into 
the public of what was the true Babylonian Empire. And all of a sudden, you have military soldiers going in there and they're ransacking all these archaeology digs and these places. And the only thing they're looking for is things that deal with Gilgamesh. And two things that they're looking for with Gilgamesh is they're looking, one, did he have the ability to create a chamber to rejuvenate his body? Because, just to let you know this, if you didn't know, Nimrod and Gilgamesh are the same. So is Osiris. Whenever the Tower of Babel happened, it confused the language, so you have these different languages speaking about the same individual but in their new language this is how they say his name and that's why the confusion of the language um, has worked so much in the fallen's favor because no one wants to piece these puzzles together because you look like a lunatic or a conspiracy theorist if you do because Nimrod's body was broken up in 14 pieces 13 pieces after Esau beheaded him because Nimrod was a mighty hunter and that meant that he was hunting humans and Esau was one of his prey and Esau was able to get the drop on him which Esau was an Israelite and he was able to um, take out Nimrod he decapitated him his generals come they split up his body because their God is dead but they think if they take a piece of his body they'll be able to become God his wife with baby Tammu, she actually goes around just like Osiris and uh, Isis, uh, goes around collecting his body parts to put him into this ancient chamber. And it was believed that was going to put, bring, rejuvenate him, connect him back, but he would be some way become immortal in that, in that fashion. Um, and so we don't have a lot of the text that tells us, is he there, is he not, except America must have known that there was something that Saddam Hussein had because they were willing to go to war and put the whole rest of the world at war to get this stuff and this knowledge because there was another thing. Another thing was that there was a there was something that that, Nimr, that that Gilgamesh actually did. He went to Antarctica in the ancient past. And he goes to the void in the outer darkness. And when he's going to the, the, uh, the void in the outer darkness, he gets through the darkness, just keeps putting one foot in front of the other, can't see anything in front of him, behind him, sideways or any way. He doesn't know if he's going the right direction. He finally goes all the way through and he comes across this land and a race of people in this land that he related to. And they said the only way you could have got here is that you had to have the DNA, the God DNA. That's why he was two-thirds man, one-third God. And so when he was able to make it there, they were like, in shock, how did you get here? only way you could have got here is it's because of what we've set up you would actually have to have our blood in your veins you would actually have to be one of our descendants to be here and he can he talks to him and he's looking for the elixir of life and 
leave it to a snake to steal it from him and take it for itself and explains the reason why snakes shed its skin. But what it was saying is, is that he wanted to have this elixir of life. He wanted to take it back to give it to his best friend. And he was lied to. It wasn't an elixir of life. Not in the way he thought. And so the serpent stole it and used it against him. Now, the Nazis have come across all these texts and were adamant about finding them. And not only finding them, but actually going to them. And I think the reason why they needed to know who had the Aryan DNA is because they realized they have come in contact with one of them. They were told Antarctica is where we are. And only the purest blood DNA that you have is going to be allowed to go down there and live in this oasis that is supposedly on the other side of the ice wall that's on the other side of the great darkness which would be the other side of the firmament. Now a lot of people will be like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a second. You know, if that, that was the case, we would have evidence of this. Well, we do have evidence. We have Admiral Byrd is, has gone down there through uh, Operation High Jump. And he talks about all this oil and all this gold and all these, uh, you know, everything that he says, everything that we're going to need in the future to make us a great nation is all down there just ripe for the picking. Just ripe for the picking. And so he says, when we go there, you know, future generations are going to go there and they're going to be, well, we're going to, you know, be in this whole nother advanced. But here's the thing. When Admiral Byrd went down there, it was not for a science expedition. He even says he didn't go down there for a uh, uh, science expedition. He says, I'm going on a military convoy in which I cannot disclose. He comes back. Literally with his tail between his legs, with a lot of dead soldiers and a lot of less, uh, a lot less battleships and aircraft carriers that he had at his disposal, he comes back, and then shortly after this, you have other things go down there, and then America now makes it a treaty. And let me tell you this. It is the oldest treaty in the world. And we're always saying we're going to the Middle East to fight over the oil fields. And that we don't have enough oil to last us. That we're going to run out of this natural resources and all this. But Admiral Burr said there was a continent that was bigger than the northern, northern America. And it has all this stuff that... We're told we go to war for here in our little plane. So why is it that all these countries can sign a treaty in an area in which they're supposed to have all these resources and they don't go to war with each other? I'm telling you, you got to pay attention to your surroundings. So then from there, you fast forward. 
all the way up to modern time. Now, people say, I go to Antarctica, but yet they fly in a plane that has no windows, so they don't know where they're landing. They go down there, but yet you're allowed to travel anywhere in the world that you want to. If you want to jump on a plane, you can fly to any place in the world you want to. But yet, you'll get shot down and killed if you try to go to Antarctica. Why? What is in our in Antarctica and the South Pole that's different than our North Pole? I think that God is awesome because in the North Pole, there are no penguins. There's nothing that's alive in the North Pole. But hey, wait a second. Why is there penguins living in the South Pole? This is this big continent of ice, right? That's what they tell us, right? So why is the South America, I mean, South, uh, South Pole actually has animals, but yet the North Pole does not. Why is it that the South Pole also has hot springs, but the North Pole does not? Why is it that it is called Operation High Jump, and we see that they're talking about these gigantic ice walls? What's going on in Antarctica that can have a treaty that's lasted over 70 years? It is the longest treaty in existence in modern man. It's never been revised. It's never been done away with. It's never been changed. Why is this treaty so important that anyone that wants to go down there as a nation has to sign the treaty and obey what the treaty says? Why was it not too long ago, President Barack Obama and Secretary John Kerry and the Pope and the Orthodox high priest went to Antarctica. Why did they all go down there at the same time, around the same time? Why did all of a sudden they go down there as if it was imperative that they went down there? To make sure that whatever was going on down there maybe was to get the rest of us in line. Because shortly after that, take a look how much technology boomed. You take a look at you take a look at technology that boomed for the Germans, the Nazis. Then all of a sudden you take a look at the technology that booms in America shortly after Roswell. You take a look at the way the world technology has boomed once again, and everything points to Antarctica. Why? Because I think that's where the fallen are. And I think they've been biding their time. I think they've been doing what they could to make civil unrest. I don't think their numbers is as big as they used to be. I think our numbers is because, in a way, if you go to the ancient cultures in ancient past and see how long it was for the gestation of a demigod and, the, and a woman, it, it was a long time. They're, they're, that's typically how they also was able to tell if the woman had been impregnated by one of the, one of the gods. 
is her try her pregnancy was longer than a normal pregnancy and so I think because we can procreate like rabbits quickly I think our numbers have gotten way big so what do you have to do you gotta de- do depopulation you've got to bring the human count down so that your masters can keep the masses in line and I think that's what they're doing I think that's what the whole new world go, uh, new world order is I think there's something that's going on there I think ancient the ancient texts have told us I think we've uh, our governments our, uh, uh, the elite the shadow government the cabal whatever you want to call them the Illuminati whatever have known this I think this is something that's been passed down I think it's the whole reason why they came out all of a sudden saying hey 23 and me and all of a sudden, all these things are wanting people to go and do, do genetics. Turn it, you want to find your ancestors? You want to know what your, your ancient past is? Hey, give us your DNA. But they don't tell you where your DNA goes after that. But you didn't think of that, did you? After your DNA is swabbed and taken, well, they give you your, your, your little paperwork and paper trail of your ancestors. But yeah, they don't tell you what they're doing with that DNA. I think they're looking for as many people that have that bloodline for a reason. And so with that, you go all the way back to the Nazis. You go all the way back to the Second World War. And you start following the paper trail. And you recognize... The Nazis never surrendered. They always talked about a Fourth Reich, a thousand years. And America just happens to have a president that has blondish red hair and blue eyes. That's just a coincidence, right? That's just a coincidence. This is your conspiracy theorist. Let me know what you thought uh, about this and tell me if there's some things you would like uh, for me to discuss or talk about in the future episodes. And as always, pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies on the corner.